The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for joining us today on From Good to Amazing. And as you know, over these last few weeks, we have been working with concepts which support all individuals to moving from perhaps a settled good life or an ordinary life to an amazing, extraordinary life. And having met people along the way that are living their dream and having seen them do it, I wanted to offer these concepts uh, certainly to myself and to others. I'm delighted today for our guest, Sherry Rosenthal, who is the owner of Journeys of the Spirit, She shares various stories from her amazing spiritual journeys. She studied with Don Miguel Ruiz, author of The Four Agreements, which by far so many of us know him. And Sherry, I'm just delighted that you're with us today. I am so excited and grateful to be with you today, Reverend Temple. This is so fun, and I'm excited to share, and I love the topic, so... I'm I'm ready. <laughs> well, I know that when you were visiting with us with uh, here at Unity Campus and you were sharing some of the concepts from your book, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Toltec Wisdom. <laughs> I just love I that. And the other, Banish Mind Spam. It was just like there were so many things that you said that just totally rang true. With people, they were able to, like, get it. You know, I mean, every now and then we go to a lecture, we experience lecture physics. But you know when you're with somebody that has that deep, like, oh, I have experienced that, and therefore I want to give it to you. Tell us about um, your first spiritual journey to Oaxaca. Well, that was just amazing. And I I actually have a little funny story around that. You know, I, I used to practice podiatry in St. Pete. I don't, I don't know if you actually know that. And I did that, know that. <laughs> everyone, everyone likes to tease that I've gone from treating souls to treating souls. I th- it's very corny, but it's very apropos. <laughs> yes. It is. But I quit practice in 1999, and I, I had no idea what I was going to do. I knew that I wasn't happy in my life. And so I just said, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm out of my relationship. I, I sold my house. I sold my practice. I was going to sell my boyfriend. You know, whatever. Everything was going out, and I was ready for the new. And at that time... I saw one of the books from Don Miguel Ruiz, and I thought, wow, this is very interesting. 
uh, I had read a lot of Carlos Castaneda back in college. I didn't know anyone was teaching the Toltec path. And so I went on my first spiritual journey with Don Miguel. And I have to say, it was exquisitely frightening. <laughs> Mm. And you know Don Miguel. He's very, very... Oh, yes. But it wasn't about him at all. It was about me and where I was. And the whole journey was like a big mirror held up to me to be able to see what was going on in my life, why I wasn't happy, and the cause of that unhappiness. And it was very profound for me, that first journey, one of the reasons, because for the first time in my life, I had experienced somebody that was living unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And really, Reverend Temple, I know we talk about it all the time, and we read about it. It's in every great religion. But there's one thing to read about it, and there's another thing to actually experience what that looks like. Because for so many of us, Love is taught to us to be conditional. And so that, that was incredibly profound for me. I saw that it was actually possible to love with an open heart, without judgment, and that it's okay if people do whatever they're going to do, even if you would normally not approve of it or like it or whatever, it doesn't matter. You can really love people just as they are, where they are. And that, that first thing was so profound for me. It was like shocking, absolutely shocking. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a, a just very striking experience on that trip to Oaxaca. And one of the other aspects that was very shocking on that trip to Oaxaca was that I got to recognize that everything that was happening in my life that I had created was my responsibility totally. And before that, I would often blame externally. In other words, I would say, well, you know, if my mother went to a psychiatrist, things would be better between us. (laughs) If, um, If I went ahead and didn't have to deal with Medicare and insurance companies, things would get better. If I was living in another place, things would be better. If I had a different relationship, it would be better. It was always looking outside of myself. And there was something about going onto that sacred land in Oaxaca and those beautiful pyramids and meditating there and just being with a group of people whose intent was to transcend and work through their issues, just the powerful energy of that was so amazing for me. It, it was life-changing. And by that, I'm not saying that I made instantaneous changes in my life. I didn't. But the trip opened a door to me in a way that nothing had ever opened up a door for me before. And I had never either had the experience of connecting with Mother Nature and the land and the sacred places that had been built with the intent specifically of connecting with that infinite consciousness. And that was 
that was another incredibly powerful thing to me. And I know that you've gone on quite a number of spiritual journeys yourself, correct? Yes, I have. And I think, too, there's something to be said when you go um, somewhere internationally. Um, it's, it's one thing in your life, you know, where you live, the roads you go down, uh, the radio station you listen to, the people that surround you in your wherever you live, um, to experience the grace of God and the energy of life. Um, it's, it's so unique when you go somewhere uh, that's so different. You know, and you're out of your element, you're out of your comfort zone. Uh, There aren't many habits that are on the unconscious level, right? Because you're wide open, especially if you go to places where there's very little English um, being spoken. It's incredible how you're able to just be in a space of allowing and receiving. And you get to see all these magical things going on around you uh, that perhaps... In the area in which you live, it's such a, a like a co-pilot type experience or automatic pilot that you're they're there, but I think we lose our sensitivity to paying them attention, don't you? Exactly, I agree one hundred percent. And when we're in environments that we're not familiar with, we get to see a lot of fears within us that we may not see every day. We don't have the same level of control and our control mechanisms that we put into practice in our everyday lives don't really work there. Mm-hmm. So. And it can be it can be something very subtle like I was um, outside of uh, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico and um, some friends decided we were all on horseback riding and we were all on horseback and so we came to this place that was this huge waterfall and their water was freezing, and they went, oh, we're in, and I'm like, "Mm, not me, Uh, you know, I don't want to be cold, no, uh uh-uh, no, I want to continue on in this warmth that I'm at and wherever I am in my comfort zone, and they went, and they had all these photos of, you know, how it felt and everything and what it was like, And, and it was a defining moment for me of how sometimes, even if it's subtle, we hold back from what can be amazing for us, right? We just say, oh, I'm going to stay here. And it's been since then, that was that defining moment that I said, you know what, from now on, if it's life-affirming, if somebody else is doing it, and I'm asked to do it, I'm in. (laughs) You're so right. Exactly. And that, that is very, very powerful. It was amazing on that first journey, how much fear came up for me. One of the big things was this was the first time that I had ever gone on a, gr- on a journey with a spiritual community because I was one of those people that for most of my life decided that I did not like religion. So for me, there was not a clear distinction between religion and spirituality, which, of course, there is a big difference. You can be very Mm. spiritual. You don't have to have a defined religion if that's not what you want, but you can still have such a powerful spiritual practice. So I had avoided that for quite a long time, and this was the first time I allowed myself to be with a group of spiritual seekers. And spiritual community 
it was so amazing for me within that environment of being in Oaxaca by the pyramids on those sacred sites. And now I always share with people one of the most profound things that I learned on that first journey is you absolutely need support around you. You need to be in some sort of environment where when you feel like you're having one of those dark nights of the soul or you're working through something difficult, there's this people around you that are going to support you, not your insanity. And there's a huge difference for me between the two. A lot of times people support someone in their insanity and they're not really helping them. But to support somebody in discovering themselves and support someone just with a hug and unconditional love was remarkable. That's one of the most beautiful things about uh, First Unity is that there's such a powerful spiritual community there. And so that was my very first experience of that within the context of that beautiful sacred site. So not only was the community sacred to me, but the the environment was very sacred. And um, I could really see why one would want to be a, a minister to a community because just that whole energy together of exploring and expansion and transcendence is is remarkable. And I certainly encourage anybody that that was one of the as I said one of the more powerful things I learned from my first journey is to seek a, a community that is supportive and unconditionally loving to you and um, that has stayed with me ever since and you feel so connected and I also think that it's it's safe to say that I imagine at any time right now, even when you're on a corner of feeling like there could be some stress, and it may not be negative stress, but just good stress, I would imagine you can look at a photo from that time or look at those pyramids and you can go exactly right back to that place and a better place inside yourself. That's what I have found many times is being able to go into just a whole uh, place of consciousness because I can I call up Machu Picchu or you know somewhere that I've visited before where I created or a space was created for me of such peace and allowance and surrender. And at any time I can look at one of those photos and I feel like ah I'm right back there because I've integrated that particular place that one time was foreign to something that feels very familiar. Exactly. And I have Oaxaca always in my heart, and I have done so many journeys to that particular area of Mexico. There's just something so magic and creative there. Interesting, you know, how every area in the world has its special magic and that, too, is one of the most beautiful things with the spiritual journeys. And I spent a lot of time after studying with Don Miguel, traveling around the U.S. and speaking and lecturing. And I had to make a decision at some point in time where I, I was facing a fork in the road as far as what I really wanted to do with my life from that point forward. And I, I, I realized that 
for me, some of the most beautiful experiences that I've had on my spiritual path were actually during spiritual travel, which encouraged me to move away from a lot of the lectures and workshops and move into spiritual journeys full-time. So I'm such a great fan of these journeys for, for these very reasons. And to, see, to be able to go around the world and connect with the indigenous people, they're very spiritual, they have long-standing traditions, and when we share with them and learn about their long-standing traditions, we learn so much about ourselves. These, these traditions are ancient. They are going back thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years, even before our, our many organized religions. And they're so grounded and so very basic and so powerful and you can really feel the connection that they have. And a lot of times Americans go to many of these places where the sacred sites are and they look and they go, oh, this is a third world country and the people are poor and they don't have anything. But so many of these people are deeply happy because they know who they are in life. They are, their feet are on the Mother Earth and their heart is open to the sun and they have so much to share with us. And although we may be um, scientifically or economically sophisticated in ways that maybe some of these people are not, to me, they have something so powerful and special. And if we can get past our um, desire to judge when we go away and travel and be open to learn something from people that we might at first judge as being less than because they don't have as much as us. Maybe they're not, they don't seem book smart as we are or whatever. But it's, it is not true. These people are so beautiful. And you're, you're absolutely so right. I mean, instead of us viewing them as missing something, to look at them through the eyes of what do you have to teach me? This is so wonderful, spending this time from good to amazing with Sherry Rosenthal. You can visit her website at sherryrosenthal.com. I'm Temple Hayes, and we'll be right back after our break. Thank you for joining us today. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you'll give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the love offerings of listeners to continue operating and expand its outreach. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Hi, my name is Lynn Twist. I'm the author of The Soul of Money. If you're struggling right now with a financial crisis, I recommend going to www.unityfm and listening to our course about the soul of money and how to handle this in a way 
that brings out the deep spirituality that's available at this time. You know, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Join author Lynn Twist for the blessing of the financial crisis. You'll learn new techniques to use the current economic situation to redefine your relationship with money. It's available now for immediate download at unity.fm in the video download section. Ever have those days when you think life isn't all that you thought it could be? Well, it's our thinking that creates the canvas of our life's masterpiece. When we are ready and willing to step into a new way of thinking, our world literally begins to shift and grow into something bigger and brighter than we ever imagined. Hi, I'm Jamie Sanders, host of Spirituality Today here on the Unity Online Radio Network. Be sure to join us every Wednesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern to hear in-depth conversations with leading teachers, authors, and musicians in the world of spirituality and new thought. Listen in and open up Spirituality Today, where life keeps getting better and better. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone. And yes, we would love to hear from you. Please send us an email at amazing at unity.fm. And also, this online radio, we appreciate your support and participation with it. Today, we are talking with Sherry Rosenthal, who creates journeys of of the spirit and guides people through various parts of the world because of her own inner awakenings that she had received in her life and continues to when she is in other countries exploring the indigenous people and the sites and the environment. I love what you said earlier, Sherry, about Mm -hmm. the fact that you, you had a defining moment when you ask yourself, am I happy? And I'm always um, surprised with that of how so few people are willing to really ask themselves that question. Not do I have what makes me happy. Am I happy? There's such a, a big difference. And like you were saying before we took a break, when we go to these other countries, we're looking at people that they are in pure joy. They don't feel like anything's missing in their lives. And they have found that inner happiness of saying hi to Father Sky, greeting the sun, of um, relationship and community. And it's such a great teaching for, for all of us. And I'm grateful to people like you and people that are doing the shamanic kind of work because we're, we're realizing we so much need to bring this wisdom back into our culture of having things. Exactly. Exactly. And as I shared before when I was talking about my insights that I gained in Oaxaca, it isn't about anything external to us. The happiness always comes from where we are within. And these people don't have the newest iPod and iPhone 
But what they have, as I said before, great community. I call it spiritual community, but to them, the spiritual, spiritual is every day. So that, their community is their spiritual community. It's all one and the same. There's no separation. It's not like going to church on Sunday or something, and that's our spiritual path. No, every single day they wake up is their spiritual path. And that, that was one of the more profound things that I learned from Don Miguel Ruiz. And I was going to share a little bit about another trip that I had gone on to Guatemala when we went to Lake Atitlan. And actually, I think Lake Atitlan has more shamans per square inch than anywhere else in the world. It is truly amazing, exquisite place. And, you know, in studying with Don Miguel and working through the Four Agreements, you hear over and over again these teachings, and your mind on an intellectual level agrees with them, Mm -hmm. and you adopt them as a new belief system. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you've grounded them into your life, living them every day as part of your reality. And that became exquisitely profound for me on my trip to Guatemala because, you know, what I noticed, at least in in my experience, is when you're starting your spiritual path, you're really excited about it and the four agreements are so wonderful and I was evangelizing them to everybody and they weren't necessarily very interested, but... I say, really would you excited. please say, Sherry, for everyone's benefit, the four agreements, so everyone can hold it in their minds as you're sharing? Well, thank you. Thank you for reminding me to say that. The first agreement is be impeccable with your word. The second agreement is, is uh, don't take anything personally. The third agreement is don't make assumptions. And the fourth agreement is do your best. Now, as as part of that, it seems really simple, but it's (laughs) a very specific (laughs) path to transcend the ego mind. Mm -hmm. And although it doesn't say, well, perhaps it does, but in, in the way that John Miguel says it is he talks about the mind being a parasite, is sucking the energy out of us and running our lives and directing all the choices that we make in our lives. For me, the way that I would word that is that the ego mind without awareness is a saboteur. Mm-hmm. And instead of an assistant which I think it was meant to be, because otherwise why would we have a mind? They're, they're wonderful things. They assist us in translating our experience into words that we can communicate with others. And I never really understood what he meant by the mind being a parasite or the mind being a saboteur until that trip to Guatemala. But it, Before that, it was a concept. I got it. I understood that, okay, I'm being impeccable with my word, and uh, trying to say very clearly what I mean and mean what I say and say what I mean and be as succinct as possible and get my point across and be honest with myself, be careful how I use my word to others and to myself. Like, don't wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and say, oh, my God, my cellulite is bad. That is not (laughs) using one's word in an impeccable way. 
and not taking anything personally to help us move away from making everything about us, which is what the ego mind does. So putting those things into practice and putting them into practice and still not really getting it until I went to Guatemala and in that beautiful energy of Lake Atitlan where you have all of those beautiful shamans, something very amazing um, happened to me. The beauty of the place was so overwhelming to me that my heart just opened in such a huge way that it was as if I literally exploded. And I have no way to really explain that, except it was a massive shift of consciousness from the beauty and the love and everything that I had experienced on this journey. And for the next three days, my mind went absolutely silent. I had never had that experience before, Reverend Temple. In fact, my mind was motor mind. Mm. So... In, in that, I could never really understand what John Miguel was saying. But when my mind quieted and there was nothing directing my life anymore intellectually and my heart was so open, I realized that I had spent my life putting all of my attention on my internal dialogue, on all of those fear-based and limiting beliefs. I really understood why he was working so hard to get us to transform our minds, to move through those limiting beliefs, to not have them hook our attention, that we could actually be free to live our lives totally from our hearts without thinking. Now that, he always used to say that to me because he knew as if it's as a physician, that my mind and my intellect was one of my biggest shields in my life. And so the thought of not needing to think to live just was aberrant to me. And in that experience of having those three days of absolute silence, I realized that we don't need to think about anything in life and that we always know what we want. We always know what's best for us. We're always happy when that's our natural state of being, when we're not getting caught up in that thinking, that internal dialogue that has us judging everything that we're experiencing and then we react to our judging. So... That that was so over the top for me. And even though my mind ended up coming back after the three days, what stuck with me was the fact that I could choose a different relationship with my mind. I did, it did not have to be a parasite. It did not have to be a saboteur. My my mind could be used to help me move through life. And that was incredible. It put everything in the four agreements in a totally different perspective because when I went back to read the book again after that, I read things in the book that I hadn't really seen before. And, of course, no matter what book we read, what spiritual teacher we read, we can only really read it through the filters we're seeing through at that time. 
and that definitely affects the message that we take from that book. That's why often it's wonderful to read a really great spiritual book and then reread it a couple of years later and see that the way that you process that information and those teachings is totally different. So just that silent time allowed me to see that I... I could live my life differently. I didn't have to always be in constant judgment. I didn't have to perceive, judge, react emotionally to the judgment and then have reactive behavior. Instead, I could perceive without having a necessary point of view, but just perceive and then take inspired action from my heart. That was life-changing for me. Absolutely life-changing. And an important um, note that you're, you're speaking of that I think is of value to everyone is to be comfortable in the silence. Yeah. It's so uh, necessary. And I concur with you that, you know, the first time many years ago, uh, when I was told that I would be going into the silence for the day, it's like I started almost going into total anxiety. Like, what could that be like? You know, I don't know that I could I could do it. And yet, as you are into the practice of it and being willing to be uncomfortable with it for a portion of time, it becomes part of your regular diet or your program or your necessity, your top ten as far as a happy life, is loving the silence. It's um, incredible to me how many people wouldn't consider going down the road in an automobile without yangy, yangy, bangy, bangy noise, you know. Right. And then, and then um, going into their work and, and having three things running at one time, uh, including something on the web, and then going home to a TV running in every room, and they... They have no idea of the essence of just the silence. Exactly, and that is powerful. And and from that experience, I understood why all the spiritual traditions have some sort of form of meditation because you really don't know what you want in life unless you could listen to the message which has no words. You know, that inner silence that we have and... That is absolutely critical, extremely critical. Even if you meditate and your mind quiets for two minutes, at least you have that experience. You know who you really are. You you are the quiet part, not the yapping part. And, And you start distinguishing between the two. I think that's that is. Um, an amazing experience to have. And uh, that's why now I really encourage people to meditate and have some sort of quiet practice. It's very important. I think if people have um, a room in their house that they can sit and meditate that has an altar that's their sacred space, that is an incredible practice. And uh, to to keep going, keep going in that direction. And I think it significantly plays a part in increasing one's confidence and self-esteem. Exactly. I, I really do. Uh, because The bottom an, line is... Oh, I'm sorry. There's an inner... You know, there's an inner um, peace within yourself regardless of 
of circumstances. I was um, saying yesterday, I didn't make this up. I, I wish I had because it, it's really that good. But it's taking the serenity prayer. And maybe you've heard this, but it's God grant me the serenity to accept the people I cannot change, the courage to change the one I can, and the wisdom to know it's me. Wow. Isn't that great? That, that is excellent. That is excellent. And the bottom line is, Reverend Temple, that any time someone says to me, I don't know what I want in my life, I don't know what choice I want to make, I know that they are spending too much time in their thinking, looking at pros and cons, instead of really making that quiet time to go inside very deeply and connect with their inner wisdom, inner truth, and, and highest um, consciousness. Because there's always something within us that always knows. We have our own GPS system, don't we? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. When people say to me, I don't know if I should stay in my marriage or leave the marriage, I say, stop right there. You you know. You know. You always know. We're so wise. That's what I realized on that trip to Guatemala in that beauty and sacredness. I, I learned how powerful, how wonderful, how wise, and how much wisdom I had available to me. That was fabulous. And those agreements then, they, have, they move from the idea of a concept to actually a practice. And uh, when you, were, you first started talking about them, you know, and I was kind of laughing, uh, I wasn't certainly laughing at you or the agreements, but I was thinking about, you know, for me and the practice of the four agreements, um, to stay on the forefront of amazing energetically, it's, a, it's every day. Uh, of working to practice these more effectively. And sometimes it can be um, hour to hour. We're enjoying this hour with Sherry Rosenthal. She's the owner of Journeys of the Spirit, and that's the website, journeysofthespirit.com. And she is bringing such great ideas to us. And thank you for joining From Good to Amazing. We'll be right back after this break.
If you've tuned in for Touching the Stillness with host Reverend Paulette Pipe, then you know the power of her soul-stirring meditations. And if her programs leave you wanting more, you can purchase her meditation CD, Touching the Stillness, and you'll be able to take Paulette's calming voice along with you wherever you go. This enthralling CD contains three separate self-contained meditations that can either be listened to in one sitting or one at a time. Whatever your preference, Paulette's mesmerizing voice will transport you beyond thoughts and sounds to a sacred place of stillness and soul remembrance. So go ahead, enliven your meditation practice with the Touching the Stillness CD from Reverend Paulette Pipe and let the stillness touch you. To obtain your copy, go to www.unity.org and click on Shop. That's www.unity.org and click on Shop. Sometimes people tell me they've been studying spiritual principles for years, and I've got one question for them. How's your life working? How do you apply principle in every decision every day? Hi, this is Reverend Ellen Debenport, and that's what Laura Shepard and I talk about every week on Absolute Living here on Unity Online Radio. How do we consciously create our experiences in life? What are we attracting, and how can we change it? How do we live at the highest levels of consciousness? On Absolute Living, we talk about how spiritual laws can be used in health, relationships, work, family, prosperity, even parenting. We look at current events for evidence of the laws in action. And we admit our own fears and failures. Laura and I don't live in higher consciousness all the time. But join us on Absolute Living. It's live on Mondays at 1 p.m. Central or in the archives anytime. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Thank you, everyone, for being with us today. I'm Temple Hayes, and we have been sharing with the wisdom of Sherry Rosenthal. Not only does she lead people through spiritual journeys, but she has been committed to the work that she learned many years ago from Don Miguel Ruiz and then obviously integrated into her own work. She has a couple of books, and so I would definitely urge you to Google her um, and uh, go and visit her website, Sherry Rosenthal.com, as well as Journeys of the Spirit. Sherry, it's just such a delight being with you and uh, your teachings and your, your learnings that you offer people. I, I love what... The space that you're holding in the sense of groundedness, um, we were talking about it a little bit yesterday in reference to the the idea, be still and know that I am God. Yeah. It's, it's that be still and know. And I love what you're saying that when people come to you with various things, and I think this is important for our audience to, to remember, um, is that when our friends and our family members and our coworkers they come to us with issues and challenges and opportunities and and we all have them i mean it's not i mean that's part of being a human being but yet when we are just so quick to want to fix them or or give them advice 
rather than be in the stillness and let that conversation unravel. It's so important that the person talking in the midst of being able to share can discover their own reality about what they need. And a lot of times it's like you're saying they need time out. You know, as little kids, we, we were told, go take a time out. And as adults, there are many people that could immensely benefit from just a great big time out rather than I need to go back and get busy again. Exactly. And that's what a spiritual retreat is really fantastic for, to create a little space and time for silence and clarity in one's life rather than perhaps running away to uh, Las Vegas for a vacation with more noise and more. I mean, there's always a place for that, of course. But I think in our busy world, it is really important to take time to center yourself and to be able to share some of the issues that you have going on in your life and get quiet so that you can find that space within. It's critical. I agree. Well, and it's like we say in various groups, um, one that's famous is called the 12-step, which I'm a a lifelong member of. But it's, um, if I keep doing what I've always been doing, I'll keep getting what I've always got. I mean, and that, I think for people to understand that they want to move from an ordinary life or good life or how are you doing oh things are okay right in order to move from that particular paradigm to experiencing just amazing internal happiness within yourself just amazing satisfaction even when times on the appearance aren't so great there's something within you that knows that it's only going to get better in order to do that often there has to be a radical change It's not like, oh, I decided this day to drive a different way home. There needs to be radical changes. Like you're saying, getting completely out of your element and out of your environment to really almost be forced to really look at yourself (laughs) and look at your current realities, which you have played a part in being responsible for. Exactly. And we call those in the Toltec tradition, not doings. Because we have habitual doings or habit behaviors, as they say in Buddhism, and a not doing is to specifically identify the things that you do that are getting you the same results and do something different. So a, a journey can be a big not doing. In fact, in, in reference to what you're talking about, Reverend Temple, I think one of the most important lessons that I received on a trip to Teotihuacan, Mexico, where the Pyramid of the Moon and the Pyramid of the Sun is, is, well, before I go in that direction, I just have to quickly say I had um, a horrifying fear of heights. And I tried many times to get over it, and I couldn't. And I asked for Don Miguel's help on this particular trip because the Pyramid of the Sun is very high, and I did want to climb it, but I was afraid. And I got partway up, and I froze. And then five wonderful gals on the trip came around me and helped me go to the top. And when I got to the top, shaking, sweating, crying, you know, and all of that, he hung me off of the side of the pyramid by my feet, literally. And I was (laughs) screaming, and then finally 
I just caught my breath, let myself expand, felt like I was flying like a bird off the top of the pyramid because I was upside down looking at everything from a totally different perspective. And the powerful lesson I learned from that trip was that it is always important to take action in the face of adversity. And it doesn't really matter if we have fear in life. Fear comes from our thought forms. And until the day comes that we work through those um, untrue thought forms that we have that are creating the fear, if we still do our not doings, if we still take action in the face of adversity, our whole life will change. There is no doubt about it. That for sure is how you go from good to amazing, is always taking action, taking different action, not doings. And no matter how afraid you are, I mean, I was literally shaking, sweating, and crying. I, I, I was a mess, but yet I took the action, and then I moved through my fear of heights and had an incredible experience of flying off of that pyramid while being hung upside down off the side of the <laughs> pyramid by my feet. It's very hard to argue with a small brown man, that's all I can say. He's just too cute, too cute. But that, to me, is something that I always share with people. If you could just take action in the face of adversity and make sure your action is a not doing, you will create an amazing life. There is no doubt about that. I'm telling you, we're all so grateful. I know you are. I It's it's like there's certain times in your life when you can recall where were you at a particular time. And I remember totally being in Paris reading the Four Agreements and actually working with the practice of them, you know. And I think there's so many of us that will be eternally grateful to those four simple but yet profound teachings. And what I love about the work that you're doing is that you're taking it, you know, another level to offer people on on common ground and uh, teaching the masses. So I just want to thank you for doing that and your willingness. We're taking the four agreements and we're grounding them into reality in a very profound way. And to me, that's what makes the difference in the teachings that are being offered now is they're practical. You know, because people are longing for, it's one thing for, you know, beautiful esoteric knowledge and things that sound fluffy and wonderful, but yet it's imperative that we as teachers and leaders are able to put it in a package that people can relate. Like, you know, what does this have to do with my life right now? What does this have to do with my job? Uh, How can this change me? Uh, You know, another thing that I think would be interesting for for you and I to think about and come up with some um, uh, kind of some estimated um, statistics, Uh, I feel that Part of every day being gifted to the silence um, equates to more energy in your body. I feel okay. I feel younger in my fifties than I did in my forties because of the practices that I'm doing. Exactly. I think they will find out scientifically that a lot of what we've recognized on our spiritual path is absolutely true. 
I mean, I'm also in my 50s, and when people look at me, they they cannot tell that. And I think when you're happy inside, it slows the aging process. I don't know how it does it. Maybe we'll figure that out eventually, but it does. You see people that are suffering all the time. It's like their face is a war zone. You can you can see it. You can see the life on their face. And when that happiness is coming from inside and your heart is open and you're beaming that out, you can't help but look fabulous and feel fabulous. At least that's my medical assessment on it. I think maybe, that's something I'm, very um, well worth, um, you know, someone being willing to give 30 days to a practice. Mm-hmm. If that was a that was a great takeaway from today, I think that would make a huge impact on people's lives. Is just practicing driving from point A to point B in the silence rather than noise, and taking time out in nature each day for a half hour. It's not a lot, you know, for the benefits that it gives us. Exactly, and that's something that Don Miguel really. Um, made clear to his apprentices, because he has a quiet mind. He actually transcended his internal dialogue many, many years ago. And um, you can just see it. You see it in his presence. He's just very quiet, very centered. He doesn't talk a lot about a lot of nonsense. If you ask him a question, he answers it. But he has no desire to reiterate his internal dialogue out his mouth (laughs) unless... You know, if he's teaching something specifically, he's teaching something, but he doesn't talk for no reason. And in fact, on one of our journeys to Peru, he put me in silence for um, like four days. That was the second journey I had ever gone on with him, and I was talking so much to people, just talking, 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 trying to impress people that he said, oh my God, honey, you just have to learn how to be quiet and find who you are, and you don't need to impress people to be loved. You don't need their approval to be loved. You're fine. You're fine. Just be instead of, you know, talking and thinking and all of that. So it was very powerful, very powerful. I encourage everyone who's listening tonight to have a practice that brings them in that direction. And it becomes something, I think, that other people want. You know, because um, people will ask the question. I'm sure they ask you this. They certainly ask me this. Like, how how do you stay centered? You know, with everything going on around you, how do you keep that sense of calmness? And I'm thinking, hmm, I don't, you know, you take the credit as a human being because that's what people want, you know, rather than going, oh, it doesn't have anything to do with me. <laughs> but it's about it's about being comfortable. In, in the quiet and having those spaces of, of nothing, which absolutely means everything. This has been just a great, rich conversation with you, Sherry, and I'm so grateful that you took the time out of your travel schedule to be on our show today and offer all of us these deep ideas to think about and to ponder. Again, I'd just like to say thank you for supporting this show, all of you that are out there and listening, and pass this on to your friends. 
it's beneficial to everyone that we know um, in a greater sense of joy. And visit Sherry Rosenthal. You can Google her or her website, journeys, which is plural, of the spirit.com. Thank you, Sherry, for being with us today and thank look you. forward to seeing all of you next week. So thank you and, and stay tuned for another time next Monday. Thank See you. you then. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Rev. Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries Online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. Are you searching for some levity and humor on your spiritual path? Then come join us for Unity Happy Hour with your hosts, Ogan and Jim. Each week, these ministerial students from Unity Institute and Seminary have spirited, humorous, and somewhat irreverent discussions about current events, family, culture, and really anything under the sun, set against a backdrop of spirituality and personal growth. So bring your authentic self and join us on Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges, and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.